enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all things, things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I will be your host today as we talk about Star Wars. We are joined today by the original Temple of Geek Podcast team, Paul Jones and Daniel Slade. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeky people who are here to celebrate the many realms of fandom. Thank you to all of our returning listeners. We appreciate you so much. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Welcome. Oh. Hi. 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 Why don't you guys introduce yourselves a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Hi, I'm Paul Jones. Daniel, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'll just go ahead and go first. <laughs> hey, it's Paul. Glad to be back. Glad to podcast. Woot. Well, who are you, Paul? <laughs> I am uh, a connoisseur of the, the movies. I am the living IMDb. Ask me a release date of a movie, and I will tell thee without hesitation. <laughs> Interesting. Click. And, and I'm Daniel Slade. Uh, I guess I'm technically the founder of Temple of Geek, uh, even though Monica's doing all the work. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just the guy in the background. I'm the guy at the keyboard. Well, I'm glad you're at the keyboard, Daniel. Welcome back. So um, I guess we'll just get right into it. We just finished, you know, the Skywalker saga. It's been nine films where they're done this. So they've told us that this is, you know, the end of the Sky, Skywalker story for which, this decade, uh, for this decade. Well, I guess we'll find out later. So out of the nine, just kind of like thinking back to all the movies that, you know, we've grown up with and just kind of like revisited recently, um, which out of the nine Skywalker saga films is your favorite? And why? Paul? Uh, I'm going to have to stay with Empire. And the reason why is it's paced very, very good. Um, the build-up and climax, uh, or the, the two climaxes in that film, are really, really d well done. And uh, it's awesome storytelling. And I, I, there is one movie that, that either comes close to sees it for me but as far as the saga films that is that is where it's at for me empire daniel myself is also empire strikes back and it's the reason why for me is because it's the first time when i was a child that i ever seen a movie where the bad guys won and it ended on a sour note and i was just like wow you can actually do this in cinema the good guys don't always win um so that always has a special place in my heart. Um, and it's just like, like Paul said, it's just a good film. It introduces cool looking characters, new locales, um, friends that betray friends. It's just, it's just an awesome story all the way around. And you get like one of the greatest reveals in all the cinema, you know, Luke, I am your father. Um, actually technically he says, no, I'm your father, but you know, you get it. Um, but yeah, it's just empire strikes back for me. is my favorite. Yeah, it's it's definitely for all the same reasons that you guys have mentioned. Empires definitely um, 
my favorite as well. For you guys, has that changed over time or has it steadily always been your favorite? Paul? Um, and, and see, that's where I was getting at. Um, it was the reigning um, movie for me of the saga films. And then when Rogue One came out, I was completely blown away by that. That has actually become my favorite Star Wars movie. I know it's not, you know, a saga film of sorts, but it does happen in between two of the film franchise or two of the films in the franchise. And yeah, that it for me, it's it's right at neck and neck between Rogue One and Empire. Uh, for me, it's always been Empire Strikes Back. I, you know, I, I like a lot of the other movies, but it's like Empire's at the very top, and then you know. The next movie is just like 10 paces behind Empire. It's just Empire is that high up on my scale. That's fair. I feel exactly as Paul does where like I can't talk about Rogue One without crying. Like every time I get into Rogue One, I start crying. And like there was one time Jose, who is the um, who's your co-host on the five points of articulation podcast where we were sitting in a group at WonderCon and we were chatting about it and I got so emotional and so impassioned that I just started to cry and then I looked over and other people were crying too and I was like oh my god sorry that's not what I meant to do to everybody but um I feel really strongly about Rogue One but as far as like the Skywalker saga um I think Empire Strikes Back has always been my favorite it hasn't really changed although in those nine movies in the Skywalker saga uh, the Force Awakens. I really did enjoy that film a lot, so that's like a close second for me. But that's fair. I mean, I I liked the Force Awakens as well too. I mean, it was a return to me. It was a return to a universe that we were familiar with, and it was exciting to see the characters again, and it was exciting to see something new. Even though a lot of people complain and say it's exact same thing that we've seen before in the past, um, I just thought it was an amazing film, and I was glad to see that we were coming back into this universe. Because we were told by Mr. Lucas himself, we were never going to see any more Star Wars films. And, you know, The Force Awakens changed that once Disney bought it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are there a set of movies from from these franchises or like the prequels, the original or the new ones that are your favorite when you're looking at it as a set? Um, for me, again, I, I'm, I'm old school. I really like the original trilogy. Um, just again, it's, it's a different era of storytelling. It, I like the practical effects of everything. Um, now everything's just so computer, computer generated based. And I know it's a big sci-fi movie, so that's expected to be there. But again, the simplicity and the practicality, which actually made it, in my opinion anyway, just makes it more believable. Um, so then when you go back to the prequels, yes, it was nice to see Star Wars films, but it kind of, in, in essence, it kind of sets the cont uh, continuity a little off for me. And then going into the sequel trilogy, um, yeah, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I like Star I like the the sequel trilogy. I just I'm not um I'm not a huge fan of it. So well, and me, that's it, fair it, too. I'm um, like even with the baby Yoda not being CGI'd and and it's like an actual puppet, 
um, I think that was a lot of the appeal to that one. And like, even in like the, the originals, like, you know, Yoda not being CGI'd and just being like a puppet is, is a little more appealing to me, I think. Which is why, to that note, which is why I praised Ryan Johnson when Yoda made the cameo. He was not a CGI. He was a puppet. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Daniel? Oh, I love it all. Um, and people <laughs> You don't have a favorite, like, era? <laughs> uh, y'all can fight me. No, my favorite era is, uh, is the original trilogy. But, you know, I also love the prequels and I also love the sequels. Um, uh the original trilogy, you know, I grew up with that. That's the only Star Wars we had for, what was it, 20 years? So, right. you know, I grew up with it. That's what I had. It was awesome. It was amazing. So that will always hold a special place in my heart. But, you know, the prequels came out. It was something new, something exciting. Yeah, the stories were not all that great. Yeah, the storytelling wasn't the best that it could possibly be. But it was Star Wars. We got new new things in that that trilogy. Um, Revenge of the Sith is probably one of my favorite films in the Star Wars saga. Um, and then we get to the sequel trilogy and force awakens is probably my favorite film. Um, with last Jedi being a really close second. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I love the fact that we were back to a galaxy far, far away again. We got to see the original characters back on screen, which I never thought we would ever see, even though we didn't get to see them in the capacity that we dreamed that they would be in. Um, they were there and we got to see them interact with each other once again. Um, yeah, I just, I like it all. So I think uh, for me, I can't really decide. I I just really enjoyed the the sequel movies, and I think I enjoyed them because of the way that I saw them. So I didn't see any of the original movies in theaters, but I did see like the sequel ones in theaters, and I did see the prequels in theaters, but. The sequels I saw with my family, you know, we were we would show up dressed up. It was just like the adventure of it. And like just, you know, social media was so much bigger and we were starting to get like, you know, there was just it felt more fandom and more united. And so I think I really loved the experience of like the newer films, even though like, oh, I don't know. Honestly, I can't decide, but like, it's the feeling of the new ones that I really loved was just just the fandom coming together. And I know the new ones are very divisive for people, but on my end and like the way that my fandom community is, it's absolutely the opposite. It's like everybody has come together and it's exciting and it's fun and we love them. But also I feel like my fandom community is more like the type that we just take what we get. And we enjoy it. And if there's things that we don't enjoy it, we're just like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you take the good with the bad. I mean, that's what fandom, I think, should be about. You know, you're not always going to have the perfect game. Um, sometimes you are going to lose a game, but you're, you're there to support your team. So, uh, you know. And it's interesting what you said about, um, like, how you dreamed about it. Like, you're like, oh, it's not what I dreamed would happen. Like, I didn't have that. I just, like, I took the movies, and I'm like, oh, cool, we have movies. Oh, what? We have new ones? Like, cool. Like, I never expected anything more than what was just given to us. Well, when I say dreamed, I don't necessarily mean that I actually, you know, dreamt that this would be what it was. But He's he's lying, Monica. You grow up up reading the comic books, and you grow up reading the the novels that take place after Return of the Jedi, and and you you saw, saw things that happened to the characters 
that you were like, oh, wow, this would actually be cool if this was a movie. And then when you actually get to see the movies that take place years later, you know, it's not the direction that. That's fair. That that was created for those characters. So that's what I meant by like, you know, not what we envisioned. Um, One thing I can say about the sequel trilogy that I felt like made it feel not as like welcoming with fans or I, I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, and Paul, you can, you can attest to this back when the prequels were out um, or hell, even before the prequels, uh, they released a special edition in the theaters, you know, yes, we, yeah. we went and stood in line and stood in line for hours to go see yep. these movies. Yep. And yeah, with the sequel trilogy, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get to do that. Um, you know, because we're now in the day and age where you get to reserve seats and stuff. So the camaraderie with the fans in line and stuff, talking about Star Wars and all that yeah, before the movie happens yeah. to get you excited about the film, you don't get to really have that anymore. So Yeah, I, I, I think that has moved over to, like, the internet. <laughs> yeah, but in the internet, you find things where people, you know, the, the people that hate the stuff is the loudest voices and you just, you don't yeah, want to participate so in the it, conversations. It, it, that's what I Daniel. Guess... Yeah, I, I agree with that because you'll get doubles. You'll get a double-sided coin. You'll get people that just troll the internet just to start some kind of internet war, and then you'll actually get the people that the actual fan base that that actually want to commute or commute. <laughs> they actually, yeah, want to commute into the internet. They want to uh, communicate through the internet about stuff that's probably not spoilerish. You know, um, right? And that's where I feel like I've been really lucky in fandom. Because I haven't experienced a lot of that where I do see the troll kind of stuff happening. But I also feel like sometimes on social media, like you get what you're looking for. So if you're looking for a debate or you're looking to like argue or, you know, kind of like get into like a fandom fight, you'll find it. And it's easy to find. Whereas for me, like if somebody says something trolling, I just kind of ignore it and move on. But I engage very heavily with people that have my own point of views i guess and even with people who don't have my own point of views but i don't like get into a fight with them over it or you know if i see it happening i kind of just mute it or like you know at least on twitter and instagram you have the option to kind of mute people or mute certain conversations or say i don't want to see this or this is doesn't apply to me but that's really helped me keep my sanity in fandom and, and and I and I agree to 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 that effect and 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 going off um uh, you know going on that uh, the coattails of what Daniel was saying actually both of what you guys were saying was yes we live in the in the day and age where the internet and people taking leaked photos uh, people spoiling things through oh I, I found out a leaked script on this and blah 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 I said this a couple years well actually probably about four or five years ago I stopped because I used to hunt for that stuff. And I stopped doing that because I, I basically told myself, I had a conversation with myself. I said, when you, when you do that, no, you got to do it right. Paul, Paul, when you do that, yeah, right. <laughs> when you do that, you spoil the movie for yourself. Cause I remember back in the day, like Daniel was talking about, there was like Cinescape and, and fan, uh, fanscape, I think was another one. And wizard when those, when those magazines would release articles based on hot, hot movies that were coming out in the summer or in the winter, they they released published photos from the studio. So all you got was a snippet of what the studio wanted you to see. So right. if you wanted to spoil it for yourself, yeah, you can go over there into the magazine section and go look and see, oh yeah, I saw what uh I saw what uh Luke Skywalker's new outfit's gonna look like. 
and that was it. You know, there was no, oh, there was, what was the reason for him having that? There were, there was no, none of that. So again, yeah, different time, but that's, that's, that's why I refrain from looking at that stuff anymore. I just, I watch the trailers. That's about it. I'll go to the movies and, and, and get the surprise that, that they intend, intend it for it to be for the viewer at that point. You know, going back real fast to what you were saying, Monica, about how, you know, you go online and you try to follow, follow like-minded people and stuff. I've gotten to the point in social media to where I, I don't, I don't, I don't read any of the comments or anything anymore because I mean, I don't care if you're like-minded or not, because it just seems like everything turns into a fight all the time. And, you know, Paul and I, we've, we've known each other for many, many years and Paul and I will get into some very heated, passionate, freaking <laughs> arguments where we're like cussing each other out. <laughs> but I feel comfortable doing that with Paul because me and Paul know each other. I don't feel comfortable doing that with someone I don't know on the internet, you know? Absolutely. And it's also like, um, like you said, you feel comfortable with Paul. You guys have a relationship and you have the time and the place to have those conversations where online a tweet is almost just somebody's reaction or initial thought. You have 280 characters. That's not a lot for like to have a huge conversation as much as we would like to say that it is it's not really the place for discussions and conversations i think that's why podcasts have been so huge and other platforms like where you could actual like panels at cons places where you can engage in these discussions where it's actually a discussion because on social media you're literally just reacting to what somebody said and i and i can agree with that because i mean and you know, you, you say they're reacting, which is true. They are reacting. They're, they're coming out. But a lot of people are, oh, what do you call it? Like kind of like what Paul says. They're trolling with their reactions to make it right. just to kind of get a rise out of someone and, and, and see where they can go in the comments. And, you know, it's, it's just gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, phase out. I'm, I'm done with this. You know, it's kind of like why I like Instagram now because I can just kind of scroll through and just look at pictures and ignore the comment section. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I've done um, – because I, I love Instagram, and that's, you know, definitely my favorite platform. But on Twitter, I do love how easy it is to kind of, like, cater things to yourself. Whereas, like, if I find somebody or, like, a group of people who I love the conversations that they're having, I like to set them to my preferences or my notifications or whatever so I can engage with those kind of people who don't have, like, a million trolls in their comments or like you know what i mean because like you're right like once you start reading the comments you're like wow it's the same thing with youtube videos i don't read the comments like it's just wild yeah that's the best part for me but digress <laughs> <laughs> i live for the comments on youtube probably the only, you? only platform yeah oh that's so interesting what is it that you live for Oh, because I, I <laughs> he likes watching the I mean, trolling. Just, well, oh, well, you like watching no, it. No, you no, like the drama no, unfolding. No, 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 no. I don't like. I don't like uh, like in in w- before it gets out of context. I don't like seeing negative trolling. I just like seeing comments. Like I saw. I don't know. Like I said, this is off tan. This is off topic, but. There was a guy that took uh, it was a father that knew Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he took down this guy that was on meth <laughs> and his daughter was recording it. And like one of the comments was like, and after seeing this comment, the daughter's boyfriend immediately broke up with the girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that, stuff like that. I, I live for the comments, but yeah, it's oh, I, don't, I, don't, like... I, don't, I don't contribute to it, I'll say. 
Oh, I get you. I get you. I really hate on YouTube videos like makeup tutorial comments because I go on a lot a lot of YouTube videos to kind of like, you know, oh, how do I do this with my hair? How to do my makeup like this? And I have never seen so much women on women hate as I do <laughs> in the comments of these tutorials. Like these women are just out there trying to help you, you know? And other people you want to hate yourself? Go to the YouTube comments. (laughs) Oh gosh! Like I'm just sitting there, and they're like, "Her makeup is bad. Her this is that." I'm like, "Uh, she just helped me do my makeup. Like she's she's so nice. Thank you for recording and taking the time to show me how to do this, right?" And the people are just like, "You need to go back to beauty school. You need to this." And like the hate that women have against each other on makeup and and hair videos it's just it's crazy i was like i can't these poor women so i try to like like and leave a nice comment as much as i can because like somebody has to offset that because there's there's a lot of crazy there but all right sorry youtube comments (laughs) can be deadly but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um looking back oh like on the all the films overall are there actually before i ask you that looking back on all the on the films, what are some of the reasons that you really love these films? Why do you think that Star Wars, after all these years, has endured? I mean, I'll keep re- uh, repeating my phrase. It's like probably the greatest soap opera there is. Um, lots of lots of family drama. Uh, you get a little, uh, a lot of cool fight scenes um, with the uh, lightsabers because everybody's a fan of lightsabers. And you you get some really really intricate names and pretty nice characters along alongside you know the 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 universe, and I, I it it's a uh, graphic in a sense of I mean yeah if you're gonna see Braveheart with you know swords and blood and stuff like that so I mean if you're gonna say it's graphic oh there's still there's still some violence or whatever but what movie doesn't have that but. And 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 in actuality, what light? What in this life, there has to be some kind of balance to that anyway. Like you're gonna have, you have to have a bad, you have to have good fighting a bad, and it's just done really well. I mean, it's it's stood the test of time, and and it's gonna continue to do so, probably to the end of time. Daniel, uh-huh. well, I I think I think you know, kind of feeding off a little bit off of Paul. Um, it's it's because that the uh, the story is so fleshed out. I mean. You got fleshed out worlds, fleshed out characters, just, uh, you know, everything. All the great shows that people love are stories that are so fleshed out. You know, Game of Thrones, which people hate right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Battlestar Galactica. They're just fleshed out stories that have huge mythos and things like that, that it's it will stand the test of time. And I mean, that's that's what star Wars had going for it. it. It came out during a time when there was nothing else like it and people were instantly hooked. And it was because of that and the continuation of the story that people still love it. They still love their memories of it. Um, nostalgia probably plays a huge part in it. You know, a lot of us grew up on it. That was our sci-fi when we were kids. And you know, it's, it's going to be something that we always talk about. Um, you know, my kid was always like, what is so great about this saga? I was like, you gotta watch it. And he's like, it looks stupid because you know, it's, it wasn't the high tech movies that are out now with the special effects and everything. But I don't know. It's just, I I think it will stand the test of time because of the whole fleshed out 
narrative, the fleshed out stories, locations, characters, all that. I think that you're absolutely right. And I like that you, I like that these movies are for everybody. Like it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. It's something that it can be enjoyable for any age. So it breaks those like, you know, generation barriers. And we, some of us grew up with them. Some of them are like for my youngest, for example, he grew up, he saw the force awakens in theaters when he was like three or four maybe. And, but he doesn't remember the force awakens like in theaters Mm-hmm. And so, because he was so tiny, but like for him, like the new, the sequel movies are like brand new to him. That's his Star Wars, you know? And, and for my older son, who's a teenager, he, the prequels had come out just before he was born, but he grew up on Clone Wars and Rebels and Star Wars was always like there for him. I didn't see the originals in theater, but I saw them, you know, as a kid because Star Wars was just kind of everywhere, you know? Even, even like when all we had were like, you know, VCRs and and stuff like that. But I think it's just the fact that it's good for any age and it's, it breaks those generation gaps. I think that's what's so enduring about it. You can watch it with little kids or you can watch it with your grandparents. Yeah. And there's always going to be a Star Wars for the next generation, I believe, you know. Um, We're lucky. I, I, I'm pretty sure there will be. I think we're going to be getting to that here soon. <laughs> so I won't spoil the details, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all I had to say. <laughs> um, was there anything from these nine films that didn't set well with you? Um, I'm going to go take a break while Paul talks about this. Yeah. If there was, <laughs> if there was, if there was, and I can't limit it to one thing again, I have I have not real issues, but I just have plot um, plot issues. Um, you know, I mean, they're movies. That's that's fine. That's what they are. Um, but going into the sequel trilogy, there's a couple plot issues that I have. Uh, the Force Awakens. I really wish they did not reveal who Kylo Ren was until the unmasking on the that Skywalk. Um, cause I really hoped they, they lean towards it being Luke. And I think had they done that, the, the, that climax would have been so much better because the, the deception thinking that Luke had gone bad would have been, would have been revealed right at that point. Like, Oh my gosh, I thought that was Luke the whole time for me. Um, the second thing, uh, wh- and this is just a very minor thing, uh, of the sequel trilogy, I really, really liked uh, um, The Last Jedi a lot. The only thing that I had a problem was with, and Daniel and I have had this talk many times, was the original trilogy, Luke knew oh, at one point when he found out his father was Vader he knew that that guy had murdered thousands and thousands of people throughout that galaxy. And let's not forget the younglings and the younglings. Okay. So when he found out, when he found out that he was kin, then all of a sudden he did every attempt to try and save the guy. So going into the last Jedi, the way they wrote a specific scene was my nephew has impure thoughts of trying to kill people. Let me try and kill him first. I'm like, 
what sense does that make? If you take that scene out in The Last Jedi, I think the movie does. Uh, if you take that, that scene out in that movie, I, I think the the negative re, the, the major negative response of Luke's character would be kind of dwindled down to nothing. Um, but that was my only, and then, and then in this, uh, this latest one, um, uh, killing a redeemed villain was just such a cheese, cheese ball move to do. I just, I didn't like that at all. I, yeah. uh, really agree with that's so funny. Cause I never thought about that whole scene of like, you know, Luke had seen that with his father. And then all of a sudden is just ready to take out his nephew, even though he does say it was just a moment of weakness or whatever. But I'm just wondering, like, how bad were Kylo Ren's thoughts? Seriously, that, like, seriously. He was going to forgive Vader, but not Kylo Ren. So I could understand that being terrifying. Yeah. So. I don't know. Okay. What were you going to say, Daniel? I was just going to say feeding off of Paul. I mean, that's. Those are the same things. Those are the things I always complain about to Paul. I'm just like, if he saved his father, why did he try to kill his nephew? <laughs> yes. um, it was just way worse, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like family. Killed his, <laughs> killed his own dad. Like, new Luke, new Dude, Luke knew he, something you know was why? up with because Luke, Luke saw into Kylo's uh, thoughts, and he's he knew that you know, hey, my father wiped out the entire universe. Kylo wants to wipe out the MCU. I got to take him out, man. He cannot. <laughs> he cannot pursue this. Yeah, the MCU is making too much money for Disney. We yeah. can't let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, there, there, there's been several things in Star Wars that's kind of bothered me. But you know, it's 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 like it is with any movie. You know, there's going to be something in a movie that you don't like, but did the overall story do its thing then you know if it did then yes it's a good movie you know in the prequels we have things like c3po and r2d2 witnessing the entire events of anakin's rise to power and at the very end of the movie at, at revenge of the sith they say wipe that protocol droid's mind but they never say anything about r2 so yeah which r2, is why he's a, why he knows to go to leia and why he knows about obi-wan yeah but it's like Okay, why aren't, why aren't you telling Luke and Leia, hey, this guy's your father, or you know things like that? It's just like he has all this knowledge in his head, but he's well, not really. Oh, why didn't he tell Luke, like, hey, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Do you think R two D two has his own motives? Like maybe he was programmed to not tell him or something? Well, George Lucas a long time ago said that he always envisioned his saga would end with R two D two and C three PO sitting there way in the distant future closing the book and finishing the story. Like they're the ones that's telling the story of star Wars. It started off with them on the ship. He made sure that they were main players in the prequels. And I think he had every intention for them to be main characters in the sequels. Um, so yeah, I, I think deep down inside R2D2 probably does have his own intentions, but we're, we're not going to know that now because the creator is no longer a part of the franchise. Yeah. Um, uh, I wonder what his, his movies would have been like. <laughs> Uh, other things that kind of bothered me was Luke and Leia on the Ewok bridge in Return of the Jedi, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is great. That is great. Luke Luke asks his sister, do you remember your mom, your real mother? And she goes, yes, she was sad, always sad. And I'm like, really? She died during childbirth. How the hell do you remember if she was always sad? So, I, you know, I take it as maybe she connected to her through the force. I don't know. But it was just like those type of things didn't line up. And it was just like, hey, George, if you would have just watched the original trilogy and took some notes, <laughs> you wouldn't have messed some of that stuff up. 
Oh, yeah, because uh, that was his thing. Yeah. Too. The prequels were his. Huh. That's so interesting. I never noticed that. Thanks for um, ruining that for me. <laughs> and then, um, you know, in the sequel trilogy, we got like what Paul said. You know, we got Luke trying to murder his nephew. Um, and then, you know, I'm the one that was telling Paul. I was like, you know, it just really pisses me off that they ended The Rise of Skywalker with Kylo Ren dying. Because we already seen that in Return of the Jedi. We already seen the... The, the good guy who became bad get redeemed and become good. I would love to have seen Kylo Ren's arc, either him remaining the bad guy and never getting redeemed or getting redeemed and wanting to see what happens after this villain of the story has to face the galaxy that he tormented. You know, I want to see that story. I want to see how the people react to this guy who now is claiming to be good after he tormented everybody, murdered five planets, killed hundreds of thousands of people. But they copped out and did the same thing they did with Darth Vader and and redeemed him and then let him die instantly at the end. And I just because that's I, a whole different story. So, yeah, that would be a new story, a new movie, a new everything. Because nobody's I mean, gonna love that dude. And technically, he's he's done nothing but commit war crimes. You know what I mean? So, as redeemable as he is and he did the right thing at the end and he changed for whatever i don't think that it's really hard to make him a hero not like loki is an example of that where he's like this anti-hero yeah so we we, we see a character who was a villain who tried to take over earth but we start to like the character so i want to see what happens with kylo ren you know does the galaxy start to trust him because some of the backstory that you don't know about about uh, the sequel trilogy is takes place in the comic books and in the, the the novels. The galaxy doesn't trust Luke and Leia. That's one of the reasons why the resistance doesn't come to her aid because she's the daughter of Darth Vader. Once they found out that you know Leia was the daughter of Darth Vader, they started losing trust in her. And you know that they don't make that very clear in the movies. Um, yeah, so, so guilty by association, basically. Correct. So I kind of want to see. You know, and I know they weren't going to continue on with the story, but they ended the Skywalker saga with now the story of Rey is going to begin. You know, she buried Luke and Leia's lightsaber. She took on their last name. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet. And she ignited her lightsaber. So it's like, you know, that's telling the audience now Rey's story is about to begin, you know. But I kind of wanted to see the same thing for a redeemed Kylo Ren. And that was just that was my biggest thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut anybody else off. No, it's fine. I do want to add one more thing to uh, Rise of Skywalker. The the last thing I want to mention, um, and this is right before uh, Kylo Ren died, was I was hoping. So if you if you've noticed in in all these trilogies, it always ends with the Emperor. So I mean, you can go in chronological order or order of release, but revenge of the sith the main story main focus i should say was on the emperor the palpatine actually turning into the emperor and return the jedi the emperor comes to look witness a new death star and dies and then in this one the emperor comes back from the dead only to die again so i was actually hoping that the rise of skywalker like the 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 meaning was really in between the title was that the rise of Skywalker was going to be about Anakin showing back up to defeat the emperor proper this time, instead of just throwing him into an abyss. Um, and I was a little disappointed that we didn't see that. I mean, again, that's just, that's just a personal thing that I was hoping to see. And and we didn't get that instead. 
you know, it turned out the way it did. <laughs> no, I get that. That's fair. Um, I, I really enjoyed all the films. Um, I think the only thing that ever didn't sit well with me about anything was just the direction and the acting in the prequels. Um, you had an amazing cast. I love the stories. And I just feel like these amazing actors were kind of directed badly because sometimes when I watch like the prequels now, it's hard to watch. Like I love the stories of the prequels. I love the stories that they tell. I love the costumes. I love the way they, that it looks. I just, sometimes their acting is kind of cringy. And, you know, I know that like, you know, people are going to hate on me for saying that, but like, I just think you had Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor and like you had these amazing like people like Mace Windu it's you know these great actors and some of it is just kind of like oh like a little bit of a letdown for me they're bad lines they're bad lines and but the story it's like I get it and it's so good and when I think about it I'm like man that's that's good that's so good it's just the way they were acted out or the way they're like delivered just didn't like it never really sat well with me. I still enjoy them. I still watch them, you know, um, but that's the only thing that just kind of was always weird with me. Um, other than that, I've always just kind of pretty much taken what I've gotten it and I love the films and I get excited for, for everything. Um, the only thing I wish I would have seen a little bit more when I heard that the title was rise of Skywalker, I thought that that meant Leia was going to get her like moment because she's always there. But like you never really talk about like how much she's been through and how she hasn't been tempted by the dark side. And if she was tempted by the dark side, she didn't you don't ever see that in the movies because like her planet was destroyed. Her yep. family, whoever yep. was on that planet, and she didn't blink. Like she in a she never wavered. You know what I mean? Her Han Solo dies. Luke disappears. She's you know running a whole military. Like she's doing so much, and she has the Force, but she doesn't ever use it for evil. She's never tempted. That you don't see that struggle with her. She's just like stoic she's an oak she is grounded she is there and i thought that this movie was going to be kind of like like she is you know the the hope you know and in a way she was she's training ray you know she's she's working with finn she's doing all this like stuff but i don't know like i was just hoping to see that's the only thing i wish i would have seen more of and a little bit more of like rose tico because i really love rose's character and I was kind of bummed that in The Rise of Skywalker, they introduced new characters, which is fine. But, like, I feel like introducing the new characters just kind of took away from Rose's story. So I really wish I would have had a little bit more of Rose because she was one of my favorite characters in The Last Jedi. Yeah, Rose definitely took a backseat in this trilogy. Big, and I, don't, I don't know if that was, you know, we'll never get the true answer, but I think it had something to do with the backlash. And I, I really, truly feel that they... They pulled her back because they didn't want to hear any more backlash, um, which is ridiculous. Which is it's really fine. it's really sad, and it, and it's reminiscent of of Jar Jar from Episode One. Correct. Like I I didn't have a I, I didn't care for the guy, but I didn't have a problem like all the backlash came from. Like uh, and again another many talks that I've had with Daniel. I think George Lucas, as far as the prequel or uh, the Phantom Menace goes, 
I always said, I said, I think George Lucas really screwed up by making Anakin a 10-year-old boy in the first one. Why not just make him a teenager throughout the entire right. You're not going to change the main cast, which was basically Samuel Jackson, Frank Oz, Ewan McGregor, and Natalie Portman. Why do you feel like you need to age Anakin 10 years or whatever it was between the first and second episode? Yeah, it's, t- it's 10. Yeah, why do you feel you need to do that? I mean, at what I mean, at what point does that do that? Then you should age everybody. But anyway, that was my only thing with it. Um, but you know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned something, Monica, about uh, Leia. Um, and I mentioned this to Daniel. Uh, did you notice that in the sequel trilogy that the that the original cast got their star credit, and it almost was like because they were dying in each episode, so. In The Force Awakens, Han Solo dies. Harrison Ford gets a star credit. And he gets Last top Je- billing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, top billing. So Last Jedi, Luke dies. He gets he gets top billing. And this one, Leia dies. In actuality, Carrie Fisher dies, and she gets top billing. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> well, I, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It, Why it, did it, do that? It, and to kind of feed off a little bit what you said, Monica, you know, I think Leia would have had her dues in this movie had Carrie Fisher not passed away. But that's they fair. That's they, fair. They, they didn't know how to handle it. You know, they were only allowed to use archived footage of her that was unused from uh, The Force Awakens. And I think there was some from The Last Jedi as well. Um, so, you know, her estate didn't want them to recreate her digitally, even though they even though they did in that one scene. In but, Rogue One. Well, in that Rogue was her One daughter, too. though. Yeah, it in, was her daughter that played the body. In Rogue One, yeah. In Rogue One, it was a, a Swedish woman, I think she was Swedish or one of those countries. Um, but in in Return of the Jedi, or one of those, of the Jedi, one of those. <laughs> I thought countries. it was Billy Lord in Rogue One. I thought uh, so too. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Billy, it it was something Haida Berg or something like that. I, I'll have to look at the name later. I can't think of her name. But in this you movie, Revenge of the Sith. In Revenge of the Sith, in Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> Billy Lord played the part of Leia during the Luke and Leia battle training scene, um, and they superimposed Leia's uh, Carrie Fisher's face over her daughter's, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I'm looking up. I'm looking that up trying to too. I was like, "Who played Leia?" I'm waiting for which one of you is going to look it up first. I can't find it. I just see the picture of her. <laughs> Where is that? I thought you were walking IMD. Um, but yeah, like the lady I'm talking about, uh, she won't sign any pictures of her as Leia. She'll only sign the pictures of her with the green screen dots on her face. Oh, gotcha. That's so interesting. That is oh, really, really that? interesting. And for okay. those who are listening at home, we don't I'm mean so to have sorry, much guys. Here. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. We're literally Googling this right now. Ah, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Hey, her name is In In Ingvil Delia. <laughs> Try to say I'm that. Sorry. Dude, don't don't read her Star Wars name. We need the actress's name. I I N G V I L D D E I L A. I apologize for butchering your name. Ingvil Dela Dela. Like. Like I said, I think she's Swedish. Oh, she's Norwegian. I knew it was oh. one of those countries. <laughs> oh, next door. Wow, <laughs> okay, so, so we, uh, so you obviously, um, 
those are kind of things that we wished we would have we would have been a little different or didn't sit uh, well with us. Um, if you had the power to change anything, though, like you could change like anything in the Star- Skywalker saga, what would it be? If I could change anything, Paul, go first. Not hire J.J. Abrams. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it? That's, That's a tweet? It. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? If I could change one thing of the sequel trilogy, it's going to be the sequel trilogy because and when you watch the prequels and the original trilogy, so they come from one person. And yes, the prequels had their issues. They, they, they have their problems. But when you watch the trilogy, it's a cohesive voice. It's, it's coming from one person's vision, and it feels like it's one complete story. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. But when you watch the sequel trilogy, it feels like it's all over the place. It doesn't have a, 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 a you know, it has a strong beginning. The middle just feels like it's a completely different story. Even though it's a good story, it doesn't feel like it followed the first movie very well. And then the end goes back to being the first movie's sequel, if that makes any sense. Thank you. Thank you. So yes. it doesn't feel like it was one cohesive story. Um, so like the three uh, trilogies weren't mapped out. The like, I just think if they had one person in charge of the last, the sequel trilogy, just to have a, a single person's visions. Like if J.J. Abrams was in charge of all three of them, fantastic. Then we would have had a single person with their vision running with the right. films. Right. Ryan Johnson, if he would have done all three of them, fantastic. Then we would have had a single person focusing on the films. But it's because they were bouncing from director to director. And there writer to writer. Correct. There there wasn't a single vision. There wasn't. It, it just doesn't feel like it's a, a cohesive story. See, like, and, and can, can I write off that? See, like, I never got the chills I did when watching, like, like, when I watched, I was really hyped up for Rise of Skywalker. You know, the Emperor's coming back, everything. I was like, man, okay, this is the end. They're making this thing as as great as they can be, uh, you know, to serve the fans and to end this whole thing. But like I said, I never got the chills I did in that movie than like I did in The Last Jedi, like when Kylo Ren betrayed uh, Snoke at that point. Like, I, I didn't think that was going to happen. You would ever see that, like, just... Oh, the apprentice. That is just throne room like, scene was yeah, amazing. Yeah, seriously, like, like, it, like wow. he just did that, and then the lightsaber comes to Ray, and then him and Ray just go at it in that room. That was an awesome scene. I, I, I got chills when I watched that. And then, like, when you saw the cruiser turn into a weapon to destroy, uh, or to save what was left of the resistance, and 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 destroy that massive star destroyer, or whatever it was, that was cool. You never seen that before. Which should have been Leia. Okay, and then and then and then the ultimate thing, the ultimate like like you know, f you to your your adversary was the projection from all the way across the you know the galaxy to on another planet. You never seen that before, and I was like, man, Luke is such a boss that he did that. I was right. Even He's full. so I, strong. Like, how powerful is he? That's what I'm saying. Like, I I I I got chills watching that the very first time. This entire movie, I I got chills watching those those three things that I was talking about, and then like going into the Last Jedi or into the 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 Rise of Skywalker. Yes, it was cool to see the Emperor and everything. That was probably the, the the great highlight. And then Kylo finally turning back to where he should be. And that was it for me. I mean, like, I, 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 I just... And that's why I'm saying, like, I, I'm not saying J.J. Abrams is a bad director. I'm just saying, I think, like Daniel was saying, like, 
it's all over the place. You have one director that tried to start something here because the studio wanted him to, they felt that he was the best choice to carry out the franchise or the saga. Okay, well, here's where I want to take it. And then you have, they hired Ryan Johnson, which was originally contracted to write and direct the second and write a treatment for the third. Well, when the reaction came out for the second, then his script either got completely tossed or they just took elements of it and then just went with that. Hired J.J. Abrams back because he got such a good reaction from The Force Awakens. And yeah, like Daniel said, it was just all over the place. So, yes, there was continuity within the, within the, the saga, but as far as the story and every other element associated with it, I don't think so. I don't think it was there. They were just making movies to make movies. Yeah. But don't yeah, but don't yeah. get me wrong. I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I liked the movies for what they are. And do do I think that those were the best movies of the entire saga? Absolutely not. Absolutely no, but they not. have the, they have their elements that are really Correct. cool, like yeah. the new force powers. You know, we got the we got to finally see a force power that projects objects throughout. I, I don't know how the hell they were doing it. They were teleporting it using the force or whatever. You know, she put the lightsaber behind her back, and then freaking Kylo Ren pulled it out from his back. From cool. you know. Those are cool new powers. We got to see force healing, you know, even though we saw it on the Mandalorian the day before. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the movie introduced new things that are really cool to see. Um, had really awesome space battles. You know, I love that scene in the beginning of the Last Jedi where Poe is clowning around with uh, Hux and then takes off and starts fighting the ship and taking out the guns and stuff and then bringing in the gunners. I mean, the bombers. That's a freaking awesome scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the movies the movies have great parts in them. It's just as a whole, it just doesn't feel like it flows together very well. Right. That's kind of the um so when my family came out of the movie theater, my younger my youngest, my eight year old, he was like, This is the best movie of all time. He went home, he took out all his Star Wars toys, he was taking out TIE Fighters, he was coloring like Star Wars pages, like for days he was just like star wars is amazing it's the best like that was the most insane movie and i really enjoyed it but it wasn't i don't think this i i think i like the last jedi more than i like the rise of skywalker but for me and and it goes back to my original question is like if i could change one thing what would it be and i'd probably change like just not having like rose tico the way it was because i just loved her storyline and her and and Finn and and their interactions and everything and I think that that was missing for me in the next one because I felt like they just kind of cut her story and I think that she could have played a really pivotal role in the next one um and so I I really enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker a lot I thought it was great but um you know like you said I I don't think I loved it as much as I did the last Jedi and it would have been nice to end on on those feels I agree and 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 real quick, you know, and it's it's always hard to because it, it, it always follows the same formula. You're introduced to a movie, fan, it, fans will either love it or they'll hate it. Okay, in this case, they they like it enough to warrant a sequel. Okay, well, let's go all out on the sequel. The sequel comes out and it's like the best thing. Well, then you get into the the dilemma. Well, how do you top off? the second one and that's 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 kind of where it always falls down to it's like it, it the, the the third will never ever top the second movie if it's done correct yeah absolutely have you guys seen the buzz around colin trevorrow's leaked uh script for the rise of skywalker why yes we have 
I haven't. I, I like I saw Buzz, right? But like I don't know what's going on. So explain it to me. Paul. Daniel. Paul. Okay. <laughs> so uh, apparently there were however however true this is, um, so apparently there were some some rumors that part of the uh, or, or let's just say one of the highlights of the script was that uh, that Kylo Ren was actually commissioned by Snoke or excuse me, commissioned by the Emperor to murder uh, Ray's parents. So in fact, he was actually the assassin that killed her parents. So with him How saying much older, does that make Kylo Ren than Ray? Well, I mean, I, I think the age still works because he's 10 years older than her in the, in the movies. Well, not, and not only that, but when, you know, just because they flew away, doesn't mean they were immediately killed in the script. Anyway, you know, he could have, when he flipped, he could have just been, that was like one of his first missions. Okay, we'll go and take these, go and take this couple out. You know, so I, I, yeah, I, I think the age would still work. Um, the uh, the other thing was uh, the title was rumored to be the duel of the fates. So the fates between those those two leads. Um, and, also, with you being a Rose Tico fan, you would have got like another Rose and um, Finn adventure where Finn supposedly Finn and Rose supposedly. Um, go in, break out a, uh, a Star Destroyer, and pilot the Star Destroyer back to the Resistance um, with BB-8 and stuff. So you would have seen like another adventure with Rose Tico. Damn it! I need that. <laughs> and then, I, and then I guess the last thing was that Ray would have remained a no one and not be revealed as Palpatine's granddaughter, which I don't agree with. I, I actually like the fact that she was of kin to uh, Palpatine. Um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, here we are. <laughs> we would have also seen more of Luke Skywalker because we would have seen like Kylo Ren. Basically, Kylo Ren doesn't get redeemed in this uh, script, um, and Luke is trying to turn him throughout the whole movie. So he's so a force basically ghost. same the same thing as like his dad trying to turn him, and he's like, I sense the good in him, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Um, he does die, Kylo Ren, um, at the end of the movie. Um, he, what? Say that again? He so does it, die, Kylo Ren? He, he yeah, does like die he's not as, Ben Solo. He doesn't become Ben Solo. He doesn't get redeemed. Oh, oh, oh. Kylo Ren dies, Kylo Ren. I got yes. You. Okay. So Luke, Luke is trying to I get I thought you were speaking turn. Yoda. He does die, Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren <laughs> dies, yes. No. <laughs> but yeah, that I don't know how true this is. Um. Yeah, it's all rumored. Right, right. You know, and who knows? If it is the script, so what? I mean, we got the movie that we got, and... That's it. I mean, that's... That's, that's in it. The, it's, in, it's in the book. It's in the can. Yeah. Actually, it's in the but, movies. Well, so it's rumored. We don't know if it's actually the leaked script or a bunch of fanboys got together, right? Yeah, but apparently there's a lot of uh, film people coming out now saying that this is actually, in fact, the real script. Um so it, it probably is the real script, but it was probably in its very early draft. Um, you know, it still needed to be tweaked. And when J.J. Abrams was brought on board, I, I'm sure it continued the story of The Last Jedi, and like Paul was saying earlier. And then once all the backlash started happening, you know, they brought J.J. Abrams back and they were like, all right, we need to kind of go back to form. So, yeah. 
Which is which is something I, I just don't understand about movie studios. I mean, I understand it's a business. You want to make the most money that you can. But at the same time, you don't want to create this this major, major divide between regular audience goers, fans and profiters or like 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 uh, theater houses and stuff. So I don't understand when when you do get backlash because you're always going to get backlash in, in a major movie either way. Why don't you just stay the course and just just for people to just suck it up? Hey, look, this is the reason why we're doing it this way. So you guys can see why. So that way it's not a I mean, it's again, like I was just saying, like you're, you're still going to get some kind of um, you're still going to get some kind of resistance with it. See what I did there. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, you at least it won't be what initially is. Maybe it's it's a. It's a 80-20 in the negative, but by the time the third movie comes out, well, now it's just flipped to a 90-10 in favor of why they were doing it. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand because that, that, that goes back to the Jar Jar thing. Well, it, it goes what I was telling you, too, off, offline. You know, it's like people were complaining, complaining, complaining about the second movie. It's like, wait until the third movie comes out. This is supposed to be a three-act three play, yeah. you know? Once the third movie comes out, the second movie might actually become a lot better for those who didn't like it because they'll explain things in the third movie that were mysteries in the second movie. So, but because the fans were just complaining so much, I I truly believe they just changed course and was like, JJ, let's, let's do your JJ magic. And that's what we got. You know, what's so interesting about the second one and Daniel, I think you and I have talked about this. Um, So um, when USC, the University of Southern California, they were doing an investigation on Russian bots and they discovered that um, not only had our 2016 election been um, kind of like compromised, so was the reactions to the rise of Skywalker. And they said that online that, um, I think it said like, and don't quote me on this because I'd have to pull the actual uh, report back up, but they were saying that a large, a very large amount of the actual like initial criticism for The Last Jedi did not originate with, um, with actual like, people that most of it was russian bots and then from there it had already sowed the discourse the discord and it was just another way this was like star wars was something generational that people took very seriously and were very passionate about so they knew that it was just another way to create chaos um in a already like chaotic society that we have interesting hey you know those russian bots are fans too they are not fans. <laughs> they do not count as fans. But yeah, so and that came from the University of Southern California. They weren't looking for that, but they accidentally discovered that that was something else that they were using to like kind of divide Americans was Star Wars. It's crazy. It, it's wild to me. And so, you know. On that subject, <laughs> we'll go over to something else that kind of has people a little bit divided sometimes. Do you um, consider Rogue One or Solo, a Star Wars movie, part of the saga? Uh, indirectly, yes. Uh, not, not, not directly. I would say it would be like a, like Rogue One would be like a three point five, uh, and then uh, Solo would actually be what Daniel, maybe two point five. I don't know. 
I, I compare them more to like, you know, an appendix to the book. You know, it's like we're getting more information on some of the backstories that happened during the saga. Um, yes, it's I mean, it would be considered part of the saga because, you know, the opening crawl of A New Hope said these rebels went and stole the plans. Now we got a well, movie that actually shows the rebels still in the plans. And and not only that, but then you have some characters from those movies that are in that movie. You have Darth Vader, you have uh, Tarkin, you have Bail Organa. Uh, what's her name that played? Uh, not Grand Marfa. Mon Mothma. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you've got, and Leia actually, I know it's CG, but uh, you know, you've got people from those movies. So I, I, I consider Rogue One a very, very close source. Uh, and, uh, uh, solo. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, uh, brand new character, brand new actors in the character suit, but you, you've get Chewbacca and, um, uh, so, I mean, we're getting more of the story of the, of, of Han Solo. We're getting, Darth Maul you know, we're getting the Darth backstory. Maul. Yeah. I mean, we get the story of Darth Maul or we get to see at least a cameo of Darth Maul. Um, but we also get to see the backstories of Lando and Han. So it kind of fleshes out the characters that we meet in the saga. So I do consider that part of the saga. Cool. Cool. I, I think I, I consider it part of the saga too. I don't think that they're super important parts of the saga, except for Rogue One, because I love what Rogue One does for the sagas. Like it makes like the whole thing with Luke just hitting that one little spot and blowing up the Death Star or whatever, right? It makes all of that kind of come together in a very yes. cohesive and yes. lovely way. And I love those little explanations. I love the idea of like this, you know, Jin's father, uh, you know, kind of, he has no choice. This is what the Empire does. This is the type of evil that they are. They force you to do things that you didn't want, but somehow he still was able to like, managed to do a little bit of good you know mm -hmm. and it, it kind of it reminds me of like schindler's list where like they're making the guns but so that they don't fire you know and and like that that's really i think that's really amazing that you know even in in like these drastic situations people will still risk so much to like you know try to do the right thing and and that's what i love about star wars so i feel like rogue one definitely feels like a part of the saga even though there's no jedi or anything it's just it i don't know i just really believe that it should be included in the saga <laughs> but that's also because i just really love rogue one yes rogue one is awesome absolutely what'd you guys think about um solo i love solo i, I did too um it's probably you know i, I keep saying my films, it, you know, if I had to list off my top five films in yeah. the Star Wars saga, it'd be Empire, it'd be uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, Force Awakens, Solo, and Rogue One. That would be my top five movies. Yeah, Solo's in my top five as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I really had a good time at that movie. Like, I'm glad we have it. That's cool. But I didn't well, it, like I, I've been I, different. Like I'm glad we have it. Like that's cool. I'm glad we have it, but I'm sad because they teased all this stuff, and I don't feel like we're ever going to see it because again, there was backlash. Yeah, was and there backlash from someone? There was. I just yes, like it was there like, pe people boycotted the film. Movie. There oh, was, God. and I and and I think and 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 Dale and I have a theory on that is because 
the backlash that uh, uh, The Last Jedi had, they fast-tracked this movie to come out in May rather than well, no, December. They, they, already like had dates, they already had the date scheduled back when the movies were announced. Uh, episode or Solo and Episode 9 were both supposed to come out in May. Um, but because they released... Because Last of the Jedi. backlash with Last Jedi, and then five months later we got Solo. Solo didn't do too, too well. They pushed everything back on um, episode nine and put it back in its uh, a new the December release bracket. Plot. It was supposed to come out in um, May. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I thought I thought Solo was originally supposed to come out in December, and they moved it to May because they didn't want that backlash continuing. Like, okay, well, here here's another Star Wars movie early. No, they and were they got backlash. They were trying to get all the Star Wars films back in the May slot like they used to be. But because of all the crap that happened, they pushed left them back in December. Hmm, gotcha. Well, I really enjoyed the movie. I think it was fun. I'm bummed that people didn't, you know, receive it well because I feel like it was fun. It was. But yeah. All right, guys. So what do you think the future of Star Wars movies will look like? Um, honestly, I think um, I, I don't think we're going to see Ray anymore as a focus uh, uh, or as a lead character. I think they'll probably have her come in kind of like uh, the original three were in this movie, in this uh, sequel trilogy, just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm here to be here. So yeah, new new char- new old characters, um, brand new characters, and if anything, I think they're going to go the the route of um, TV or, or uh, streaming. Sorry, Disney Plus. Yeah, I think Disney Plus is going to be yeah. a big part of it. Um, I do think uh, I know J.J. Abrams had made mention that he goofed in this movie because um, a lot of people are complaining that Finn never told Ray what he had to tell her. And J.J. Abrams said he goofed. There was something left on the cutting room floor that probably shouldn't have been left on the cutting room floor, but he thought audiences were smart enough to figure it out. And that's that Finn was actually going to tell Ray that he was force sensitive. Um, And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I think that could be a future Disney Plus movie or show. Um, I I think Star Wars will probably go in the direction of some of the other characters they introduced. Um, I there is been major rumors that we're probably going to get the Knights of the Old Republic films. Uh, so stuff that happened thousands of years in the past. Um, so, you know, could they go more into the future? Yes, but they're probably going to start dipping back into the past. Um, so we're going to see older style Jedis with the proto pack lightsabers and things like that. So, um, I think that's probably the direction we're going to see in the films, but on this television series, I think we're going to see a kind of a mixture of, you know, stuff that happened during the saga and maybe some stuff that happened after the saga. Um, the current shows all take place during the saga years, uh, except for resistance resistance. Well, I mean, it still takes place during the saga years, but it takes place right before, uh, the force awakens. So, you know, all, all these shows do fit in with the saga to kind of show, what was happening and how the first order rised and how the empire fell. And uh, so I think that's the direction they're going to go is just kind of tell more of that backstory of what happened when the empire fell, how the first order came to power. Uh, Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. um, So, and I don't know about 
what you said about with John Boyega because the way he's been running his social media gives me the kind of the um it gives me the, the inclination thank you that he's done that he doesn't have any more contracts in the work and he can just say whatever the heck he's done because he does not have to like play any kind of role anymore yeah i i you know that's probably what i mean that is what all the actors are saying they're all they're all saying that they're done but money talks and that's fair if disney wants to start a new show with finn to kind of show off what he can do now you know he's a popular character that i don't feel that got a lot of i don't feel that finn actually got the 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 story beats that he should have gotten. He he felt like he was a main character in the first movie, and he kind of became a secondary character in the second and third films. Um, so, you know, if they wanted to go that route with Finn, all they have to do is just throw a large sum of money at him, and I guarantee you Boyega would be like, yep, I'm on board. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, uh, you know, with... I, I when the whole you know what he had to tell ray what i because we already know that finn is force sensitive from like the force awakens because he always says like something awoke in me i don't know something just changed like i just couldn't do it i had to do the right thing and they kind of always allude to the fact that he's a little bit force sensitive but i thought that what he had to tell ray was that she was palpatine's uh granddaughter because leia knew and they and they they allude to the fact that like Leia knew, and so I thought that like Leia trusted Finn with the secret, and was like in case I'm gone, and now Leia was gone, and that's what he didn't tell her. Oh, uh, interesting! I didn't know that. Or I didn't look at it that way. Well, that's just how I. It, it's quite possible, um, but because they left that scene on the cutting room floor, you know, we don't know how to take that scene because he yeah. he never freaking says anything. He's just like, I have something to tell you. <laughs> and it's like uh and then Poe asked him you know they kept bringing it up Poe asked him what what, what were you going to tell Ray really now <laughs> so it's like what were you going to tell Ray Finn but yeah maybe we'll see it in a deleted scene yeah I hope so <laughs> that would be great and then uh so what kind of news do you guys think will come out of Star Wars Celebration do you think it'll be just kind of like in honor of everything that's gone on or do you think we'll get a lot of new star wars news i think we'll definitely get a let's see they started filming cassian andor i think i believe they did start filming cassian andor so i think we'll probably get a trailer for that trailer for obi-wan uh do they haven't started filming obi-wan yet um, Star Wars celebrations in April, so they would have to. Uh, they'll they'll do something. No, uh, Star Wars celebration is in August. Oh, it's in August this year. It's always it's always August. I thought it yeah. was in April. August. I thought no. it was after Toy Fair. It, it's after uh, Comic Con. Oh, okay. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, are, are we talking about the same thing? Because I know D twenty three is also in August, right? D twenty three is every. Sorry, other year. my bad. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking D twenty three. Hold on, let me look it up. Star Wars. No, you're right. Star, Star Wars celebration August twenty seventh through the thirtieth. That's yeah, D23 was Yep, in my neck of the woods, guys. I'm thinking I'm Obi-Wan. I think we're going to get something for Obi-Wan. I hope we'll get a little bit of news for The Mandalorian. I know that they've already like started with Season 2, but I hope we get a little something. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to give us a tease. I mean, or at least give them a tease. We will have to see leaked footage or whatever online. But no movie news. We think it's going to be all TV at this point. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I mean, if they do anything with movies, because the first movie supposed to come back out, what, 2022? <laughs> I didn't know there were any movies coming out. Me neither. Me neither. Oh, okay, so let's talk about that. So the next movie, so Disney's plans with the Star Wars saga is, are the new Star Wars films that are coming out is to do a stagger release every other year with um, Avatar. So oh, Avatar they own Avatar now, right? Correct. Yeah. So Avatar two is coming out either in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. I can't remember. And then the following year will be a Star Wars film. Then the following year will be Avatar three. Then the following year will be another Star Wars film. Then the following year will be Ava- they have like six Avatar films in the works. Click. Six <laughs> Avatar films. Yeah, it's five or six. Yeah. James Cameron. James Cameron, as brilliant as that guy is, he's really eccentric with making his movies. Um. Yeah. So six movies doesn't sound too far off the deep end, uh, Monica. Once you know his history, do you know his original cut for the Abyss was like nine hours long? Yeah. I, <laughs> I really want yeah. to see that version of yeah. the film. And and you know how long his original his intended cut for Titanic was? How long? Like twenty three hours. He 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 had petitioned to the studio executives and like uh, movie theaters like. Well, I want to set it up like way back in the twenty the the nineteen twenties with like serials where they can they they pay for this you know thirty dollar ticket and then when they watch it you play it on on a different movie screen they're like dude no there's no way to there's no way to do that <laughs> so like you watch three hours one day and then you come back and then you watch three hours the next day you come back and you watch three <laughs> he's really he's really really wow he's really passionate about his work. I think Avatar was the same thing. Like Avatar was like original cut was like five hours and then chopped it down to like three or whatever it wherever it came out to. But so That's six films, six films cool. basically is Avatar two. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but so it's going to stagger with Avatar. So I think the reason why I brought all that up is because they could potentially announce, hey, starting in twenty twenty two, are y'all ready to see, you know, Knights of the Old Republic? Whoa! You know, they'll probably say, okay, this is what we're getting ready to do. These will be the next three Star Wars films or whatever. Right, right. That's so interesting. And there's still so much they can do. I mean, they have so much content that they can create. Like, they have built truly an empire of stories and just rich kind of, like, backgrounds that they can... I mean, just Rogue One? I want, like... Hey, I want a spinoff show of every Rogue One character. I just really, really, and man, call me crazy, but my favorite character in the Clone Wars was Ahsoka. God, I loved, I loved her character, and I really, really wish we could see a live version of her. And I, and in my fan casting, I, I would love to see uh, what was her name, Natalie Emmanuel, the girl that plays uh, Daenerys, uh, not Daenerys, um. Uh, what's her name on Game of Thrones? Natalie Dreyer? Masande. It's Natalie Emmanuel. Yeah, I would love to see her play as Ahsoka. Wow. I've seen a lot of rumors on Ahsoka going around and a lot of like, you know, people saying it should be Ashley Eckstein, this and that. But I don't know that she's like a movie actress. I mean, she's a wonderful voice actress. She's a creative everything. She's freaking talented. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what she's, like, acting like, you know. 
for a movie. That's very different, yeah. I'm sure. She could so do that. it. Definitely I not. feel like that'll come. I feel like, if anything, an Ahsoka movie would probably You know, it's come. so funny that fans love Ahsoka so much now, because I remember when the movie came out, um, the Clone Wars movie, everybody was like, what the heck is this? Ahsoka? Anakin didn't have a Padawan. Uh, Padawan? This is going to be BS. And they didn't want to like the character and everything, and everybody grew to love her. Yeah, people need to just chill out and like let other people tell stories. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's exciting. All right, guys, we are going to wrap up this episode with a couple of fun little questions. If you could choose your own lightsaber, what would it be? Like, what color would yours be, Paul? Or what would it look like? Because Kylo's definitely is different. So I did I did appreciate that from J.J. Abrams that it was just out of the norm that instead of a, just a straight bar, I guess, if you if you will. Um so yeah, mine. Um, as far as color, mine would be. I guess I'd go blue or gray. You know what? I'll go a gray lightsaber. Nice. Okay. What about you, Daniel? Uh, probably green. Green's my favorite color. Uh, you know, the colors used to be like blue was like the knight. Green was master. But I don't think they follow that anymore. Um, so yeah, I just I would always be green. Not spaghetti squash. Not spaghetti squash. No. Oh, okay. And with the hilt design, I don't know. It'd be something plain. Yeah, plain Jane for me. Yeah, I think I would go with a basic lightsaber. I don't think I'm really fancy or extra like that. I think I would definitely go with something plain. But I really did like the color of Ray's lightsaber um, in the Rise of Skywalker. So I'm just gonna go off like I kind of want it. If it's in stores now, I need it. So, <laughs> give Hasbro a little bit. You'll probably see it here pretty soon. But is it orange or yellow, Daniel? You know, I thought it was white. <laughs> I liked it because it, it was it, white in the movie. Once it was, it was it white. Was it the dress blue or black? <laughs> that was a funny one. It was gold or blue or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I thought the lightsaber was orange. Paul said it was yellow. I think everybody online says it's yellow, but you're saying you saw a white one. I thought it was white. I thought she kind of was. She went that Ahsoka route, like kind of like I don't know. Mop. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, Sith or Jedi, guys? Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the Jedi. <laughs> but I would like to be a Mace Windu Jedi. One that like, or not Mace Windu, probably Liam Neeson Jedi. <laughs> one, <laughs> one that dabbles a little bit in, in the dark arts, not afraid to play with it a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. but, 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 but according to rumor, isn't that the reason why Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber is because he knows how to control both? Supposedly, but again, yeah. I don't think the colors mean anything anymore. They used I'm to have meaning. Sure. That they put a bunch of lightsabers in front of Samuel Jackson, and they asked him which color he wanted, and he said purple. I swear I saw that in no, an interview. No, 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 before. no. He said purple, mother. Yeah. <laughs> Are you questioning my Jedi skills, mother sucker? Are you questioning it? Y'all are ridiculous. You did not go there. <laughs> wow. Mother sucker, I'm all in this force. <laughs> I wish I could like throw something at you right now. 
I'm tired of these mother effing Sith on this mother effing flight. (laughs) No, not okay. (laughs) Hey, there's no foul language being said. Yeah, I said mother sucker. No, just really (laughs) terrible Sam Jackson impersonations. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the best with this. But see, once I start using the f word, then it really comes out. It gets better. Wow. Well, then I guess that's a good place to wrap up. This is going to wrap up the temple. this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head on over to templeofgeek.com? There you will find all sorts of content that, pertern- that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode and for supporting us. And for Daniel and Paul, thank you so much for returning and joining me on this episode. Any last words before we sign off? Uh, go see Rise of Skywalker. Help it reach 1.3 billion. Don't see the rise. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks for listening. My name is Monica, and we will see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.